Welcome to the beautiful city of Campbell River in our Modern Entrepreneur podcast series at the 50th Parallel. That's me. You've got questions, we've got experts. Let's find answers. Welcome to the Entrepreneur at the 50th Parallel podcast. My name is Leah Knutson. I am the Business Development Officer with the City of Campbell River Economic Development. And we are here this week chatting with the owners of Freya, the croissant story, Emma Shea and Geza. They came to Campbell River through the Provincial Nominee Program, and they are originally from Hungary. So this is going to be an interesting podcast all about what brought them to Campbell River, what makes their business unique, and some life lessons about being entrepreneurs here in the city. Welcome, Emma Shea and Geza. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. So, Emma Shea, I'm going to start with you. Freya. What is Freya? Freya is a croissant shop. We are not a full-scale bakery. We are not just a coffee shop. We do serve coffee and we love our coffee. But first of all, we are a croissant shop. And that answers too many questions of do you have other products? Do you have vegan? Do you have gluten-free? Do you have this? Do you have that? Do you have soup? And even though we were nominated for best spaghetti in town, we do not have spaghetti. Um, Freya, the croissant story, exists in Hungary, Budapest. It was founded five years ago. And the head baker, Peter, created this recipe based on Nordic, I wouldn't say traditions, but Nordic, the Nordic way of doing croissants. We use sourdough, which is very unique. The traditional French croissant is based on yeast only. It takes four days to make those croissants from when we are mixing the pre-dough. We use high quality ingredients. There are a lot of things that we can source locally, but most of the things come from either France or Bother New Zealand, so all around the world. And Freya itself comes from Old Norse. It means lady, but it's also their most important goddess in their mythology. And it's a niche little bakery in town. Definitely a niche bakery here in Campbell River, but also on Vancouver Island. The quality of the croissants and the effort and the process it takes to make these croissants. You had said it takes you four days for one croissant. Well, four days for a thousand croissants as well. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it takes four days. It's, uh, it's, a lo- it's a very long and it's a very slow process. Uh, it's very labor heavy. And I don't want to get into like industry standards of what percentage of your total cost should be or labor cost and stuff like that. But ours is way higher. And what people, I think, don't always understand that croissant, I mean, there are a lot of things that that's called a croissant. Um, Most of them are machine made, yeast based, sugary, puff pastry kind of things. And then you go to the big grocery store and you buy a dozen for like six dollars. That's also called a croissant. And then there is what we do, which is a very long process as we talked about it with with high ingredients, high quality ingredients. And it's also a croissant. And they will always compare like at the beginning they were comparing a croissant to the to a croissant. And that's I think that's kind of changing. Um and having a croissant got a new meaning for a lot of people. You definitely, if you haven't tried them, to anyone who's listening, you definitely want to go and experience them. There is a price tag that is associated with these croissants, but it is completely justified. 
when you look at the process, the intensity, the quality of the ingredients that goes into them. So you did mention that some of your ingredients are sourced locally, but you do have to go and import some ingredients. What is the reasoning behind importing specific things like butter? And Giza will pass this one over to you. I'm yeah, I'm the one who can who can rant about the butter situation for hours. Um, trying to keep it short for a croissant, especially the way we do it, we use a, a lamination technique that the laminated dough has 27 different layers, 27 layers of dough and butter, and each layer is like 0.1 millimeter thick. So all the ingredients has to be top quality. Canadian butter unfortunately is not there yet so we need to import butter unfortunately we can't get the french butter that is designated to be incorporated into the dough so there are special sheeted butter for puff pastries or croissant use in in france we can get it here in bc other parts in canada you can so we are ended up using the only import butter that is available for us and it's right now is coming from new zealand the two things that we look or we need in a butter is a very high fat content, very high dry content and elasticity and plasticity. Because once you put the butter sheet into the dough, like I said, you have to sheet it and fold it and sheet it and fold it and end up with 27 <laughs> very, very thin layers. And the, and the quality of the butter is not there or the temperature is not right. It just breaks up and there's gonna be like dead spots in the dough. So there's gonna be a defected product or other problems that you might run into. Is there an opportunity for someone in Canada to be able to create the butter that you need? I think so. We've met a lot of very dedicated farmers on Vancouver Island, and we talked to a bunch of creameries on the island. The sheer amount of butter we need is way out of their reach. We are using anywhere between 100, 150 to 250 kilograms of butter each week. So that's wow. roughly eight to 10 tons a year. And uh, when I called uh, the local creameries when we moved here last March and we started building up the bakery and start looking for ingredients, I called the one creamery in the valley and they were kind of laughing at the numbers when I, <laughs> when I told them how much butter we need. At first they told us that they are able to produce this kind mm -hmm. of butter, but they wouldn't be able to keep up with the amount we need. And to produce more butter, obviously they not need more milk. For more mm -hmm. milk, they need more cows. But it's a permitted thing controlled by the CDC, and that's where we run into uh, problems. Interesting. So it sounds like you go to extensive lengths to try and find local high-quality products and uh, you're willing to work with local producers. Tell me about another time that you sourced something locally and had some success. I'm thinking specifically of your coffee. <laughs> yeah, we got our coffee from French press, Qualicum. The owner called the Jeremy, he is, he's been doing coffee for a long time and he kind of represents what we love in coffee. When we came here, our coffee was meant to be a compliment to our croissants and the beans are amazing that he's roasting for us. The, the blend is great and it just goes well with our philosophy of coffee, which is we don't do frappes, mocha frappuccino kind of <laughs> creamy whipped creamy syrupy things so we just do basic espresso based drinks and yeah that that worked out so well and 
yeah, we are relying on him very much. And we have another few things that we are sourcing locally. Shamrock Farms, for example, we get the lavender from them. Mm. They have amazing quality lavender, Vancouver Island sea salt. Uh, right now we don't have the product that we use it for, but we're going to have another one. So there are things that we can source locally and when we can, we try to do. We ran into some issues trying to source BC berries, for example, last year. It was very surprising that we went to some berry farms in the Comox Valley just to learn that they are not, they have big contracts with grocery stores and they just basically buy everything that they produce and then they sell it to one of the chain grocery stores mm -hmm. and then we go there and buy it from there which is kind of nonsense so I don't feel like the supply chain is working the way it is supposed to be um, last year we did not have the time to really deal with this so we just went with it but I really hope that that's something that we can work on this year for example some of the the seasonal flavors that we work on is the the raspberry and the strawberry ganache these are the best sellers ever they require berries and we don't do them over the year because it's only imported fruits that we could be using and we don't want to do that mm -hmm. um so yeah i think we are doing progress in using as many things locally or source as many things locally as we can but there are some limitations to it yeah okay we're gonna take this conversation in another direction we're gonna talk about how you guys got to campbell river and why Campbell River. So I said at the beginning that you guys were a part of the provincial nominee program and you're originally from Hungary. Take us back to when you decided to start a business and when you decided to come to Canada. I think it was 2018 when we made the decision that we would like to move from Hungary. And our criteria list was that we would like to move to a country where English is speaking, you have access to healthcare. And education is good because we have two little ones. At that time, we only had or girl or was planning on having a family. So we pretty much figured out pretty fast that we would like to move to Canada. And we started looking into entrepreneurship programs and figured out that BC PMP is one of the good programs that we would a qualify B. We pretty much like the idea of moving to British Columbia. <laughs> And uh, it that, was taglined as the best place on earth at one point in time. So, I mean, it was the best weather in Canada. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. And that's when we find the regional pilot of the PMP program. And that time when we were preparing our application, Canberra River was the only place that offered sponsorship in food and drinking places category, mm -hmm. to be precise. Uh, all the other uh, municipalities that are taking part in this regional pilot program, they were looking for loggers, miners, uh, transportation, I don't know what else. Yeah, we could have opened up a little grocery store up north BC in a town with 500 people, mm -hmm. but that's not us. <laughs> so we didn't feel like we want to do something in a logging mining area. So we decided to apply for this spot and we came up with the idea of moving Freya here to Canberra River. It's um, a very common question if we own Freya in Hungary, what we do not. We bought the knowledge. It's not, it's not something that they were selling. Mm -hmm. So we, we've been a customer at Freya for some time and then we were looking into projects that we would be passionate about, but at the same time, viable projects. 
And that's when the idea came of opening Freya. So we just went to meet the owner and offered him a deal. Yeah, that's, um, that's, it wasn't, many people think that, especially at the beginning, I think now it's changing locally, but Mm -hmm. at the beginning, because I spent a lot of time in the the coffee shop and Geza spent a lot of time in the bakery, they would think that he's a baker, I'm a barista. And then it was our lifelong dream to open this croissant shop. And it's a very romantic (laughs) <laughs> ideal um, fairy tale kind of thing but that's that's not what happened we got into it we put a lot of time and energy into learning about it already before coming here mm-hmm. but we come from a business background and choosing to do Freya was somewhere in between something that we love to do and something that we were interested in doing but at the same time something that we considered a a viable business here Mm -hmm. i remember going through the list of municipalities on the pmp regional pilot program and finding camber river offering spaces in the hospitality sector and then we googled camber river and the most interesting thing and our first impression about this city was somebody's dash cam footage driving around Camber River in their car, listening to some kind of jazz music. <laughs> so we, and it's on YouTube right now. You can, you can check yeah. it out. It has three parts, I think. And, and we watched it like on our big television. And we were like, okay, we can, we can live there. That's, that's a really nice place. And <laughs> the second part of this video was about the downtown area. And we were kind of looking into the storefronts, like, oh, that, that could be our shop. We have parking spaces there and and that's how we started planning on relying Camber River to to host us as as business people. Mm-hmm. And then you submitted your application. The application uh, no, then COVID happened. Yes, then COVID happened. <laughs> And, and then we submitted the application. And then you submitted the application. <laughs> I remember receiving the application and getting very excited because it was something very, very different. And it was a product that wasn't found anywhere else on the island at this level. And the fact that you were doing it the, you know, a different way than the other croissants on the island are being done, it kind of set you apart. And then having the video interview with the both of you in your apartment in Hungary and learning that you had a child and a baby on the way mm-hmm. and going, are you sure you want to start a business with two young kids in a new country? And you said, absolutely. So looking back. I think stupidity is what takes humanity <laughs> further. Like. <laughs> If we, if we knew already, how, it, but it's the same thing with so many things in life, I think. Like if you knew already how hard it would be, you might not have done it. But at that point, when you asked us if we're sure about it, it's we're like, of course. How hard can oh, it be? Yeah. <laughs> so fast forward, we invited you, the city of Campbell River invited you to come for your community visit. And you packed up mm-hmm. and you came. We did. The travel ban was lifted on the 7th of September, uh, midnight. Yeah. We were at the airport on the 6th. No, it was the 7th. Oh, because it was the 7th already in Hungary. And it was the 7th when we arrived to Canada. But when we were checking into our flight, it was still the 6th, 10 o'clock in the evening here. (laughs) 
so they didn't want to allow us on the yeah. on the airplane and we were standing there with a three month old a one and a half year old my mother 11 luggages two car seats and not nowhere to and go two strollers <laughs> one stroller oh sorry one stroller yeah. and we packed up everything like we we left the key of our rented uh condo with the owner we kind of sold everything and we what we had is a little storage with all the excess stuff that we couldn't move so just to let the listeners know they did not know if they were going to be approved for this program the community visit is a requirement for all entrepreneurs to come and visit the community and at that point in time they then go back to their home country usually and wait for a decision <laughs> but you guys were like nope we're doing it we're leaving we're getting out of hungry and so you came for your visit with 11 bags two children two strollers and you had the visit you saw the community and then what happened well i think we we fell in love with camber river camber river is such a nice place in life in person it couldn't be shown via youtube video or pictures it, it doesn't do justice well the community is is awesome i remember uh pushing that set stroller with the two babies on thai's pit on the second afternoon probably when we got here and everybody was saying hello on the way everyone i met mm -hmm. and this is very important for me it's a thing like people talk to each other they say hello when they cross paths and um we had a meeting with you mm -hmm. then we got the recommendation letter yep so we could actually prepare and hand in or visa pmp application and then we visited victoria we went to vancouver and we moved to mexico <laughs> to wait. Wait, wait, wait we left all our winter stuff or fall and winter stuff in, in vancouver in a storage room oh yeah being 100 percent sure that we would come back yeah right or being 100% sure that you can still pick it up when we're moving to some other country who would love to have us. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, we had we had stuff in Hungary. We had some stuff in a storage room in Yaletown and we moved to Mexico, yeah. And you were it. in Mexico for how many months? Four, five? Four. Four yeah. months. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then as soon as you got the okay from the PNP program and you got on a plane and came. Yeah. 16th of January. 19th. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 16th is the birthday of... Okay. Yeah. Sorry. And then you started to set up your business. And... No, uh, no we could uh, not. Oh, right. We got our work permits mid-March, 16th yeah. of March. 16th of March, sorry. And that's when we could start doing anything. Mm -hmm. Until that, we are not allowed to. We were still on tourist visa. Right. And we had high-level meetings. Yes. But on the 16th, we, we received a work permit Yeah. on a quite funny interesting, trip yeah, funny trip US to, border. funny trip and not trip to the US. <laughs> we had to do a flag pour run and... Uh, it's legal, don't look at me yeah. like that. Right? <laughs> and uh, the next day we got back, we registered the company, signed two leases, got a bank account and started building up a bakery and a coffee shop in two separate locations. And we were done with everything by the 1st of July. The bakery was up and running uh, by mid-May, end of May. And the coffee shop was ready four hours before opening. And just before opening, the night before, you also had 
a bit of a challenge presented to you. Can you tell us about that challenge? Yeah, we we had a little pre-opening, like get together with the people who we worked with during that two months. And that was actually the day before the first. And we go in in the morning and I just, I feel like something is missing. The whole place was still a mess. We were just finishing up all the construction works. And at some point I'm like, where is our POS system? <laughs> like what happened to that? And who, we just poured epoxy the the night before pretty late around 11 o'clock i think and there were some like tracks so yeah footprints in it and then someone dropped some paper towels that got stuck into it and i started looking around and two minutes later i'm like we got broken into yeah of course so the day before it was the day before yeah yeah. day before so one day before opening it was fun um Yeah. yeah pos system coffee grinders um, it was it was a hard day, but at the same time, so many people in, of the community came to help us. At the end, we got everything back. Mm-hmm. So this, we actually had our own grinders standing yeah. on the counter for the opening day. But that day, other business owners called us to offer their grinders if they had an extra and asked if there was anything they can help us with. It was kind of overwhelmingly nice all the support on a very hard day we had flowers in front of the coffee shop oh we received a lot of bouquets people saying that they are so happy that we are opening and they can't like they are waiting forward to see it and if there is anything they can help with then we should just let them know so that was i think that was when we first felt like okay it was it was a good choice like Mm -hmm. we made the made the right decision Yeah, the business community here is very, very supportive and collaborative. And that day just really showed, even myself as an economic development professional, how supportive and how how they value every single business that's in that downtown. And sorry, with the help of the other business people in Canberra River, we have sourced two European style coffee grinders, arranged shipping and payment in less than three hours from <laughs> victoria it was it was mind-boggling like yeah we we couldn't couldn't really believe it that was when we realized that this is this is a very good place yeah to live and do business and then on july 1st you opened and you were sold out of croissants by when like 10 o'clock 10 o'clock that in was, the morning maybe it was 11 that was crazy we didn't do any advertising so all that happened is that we met a lot of people and we told everyone what we we're going to do but it was a lot of training before we opened we had to hire people and then we had to train them and but the coffee shop was nowhere near being ready so we were not even sure if we would be able to to open so no advertising at all no printed craft paper in the windows we, we let people see through the windows actually while we were doing the construction. Mm-hmm. So 1st of July, 7.02, we are late. Half <laughs> of the products are not there. No one knows what they are doing. It's a mess. And then first person comes in and they go, one of each, please. We had on display each flavor that we had that day. They're like, ooh, wow. And then by 7.30, we had a lineup in front of the store. It was crazy. It really was crazy. We saw that pretty early and we had like 800 croissants for the day because it was Canada Day as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it started pretty pretty well. 
And has it continued to go pretty well? Like how is business doing today? Almost, uh, almost a year later. Almost. Yeah. It's going well. I think there are two like aspects to it. One is Freya and its place in the local community and, and in Canberra River and, uh, the community's appreciation towards it. And I think at the beginning, it was like a lot of people, of course, jumped on it right from the first moment and they loved it and supported. And we had a lot of people who were like hesitant. We had to be able to tell our story to them and tell the story of the croissants and what ingredients we use that we pay living wages and so on and so on. So all the all the things that end up because, yes, the price point was, of course, the, the first thing that everyone saw. It was financially or how to say like sales wise, we cannot complain. It was going it was going well. Of course, there is seasonality in it, but it's over our expectations in many ways. But what's more important, I think, for the long run is the community's appreciation and how they see us. And from the very beginning, there were people, a lot of them who supported what we do. But there were a lot of skeptics. And we had, it took time for us to tell our story, tell the story of the croissants, all the reasons why they are at the price point where they are. And we have more and more people who are not skeptics anymore. And they <laughs> became, some of them became regulars. We have a lot of regular customers. We have a good, good base. But at the same time, we still have people from Canberra River who come in and they are like, when did this happen? When did you open? <laughs> How long has it been here? And then, mm. then they try for the first time. So I don't think we have reached everyone yet. Yeah. We are very far away from that, but we have reached a good amount of people. And I, I kind of feel like the community's appreciation has just grown over the, the past almost one year. Definitely. So it sounds like you guys are always on the move. You, you know, take on a project head on. You don't say no. You just move from Hungary to here to Mexico, back to here, start a business. What's next for Freya? A few more business ideas that we have. Actually, we did say no. We had an <gasps> opportunity to, to expand and open up a second location in Parksville. And we passed up the opportunity because we, we felt like that that would be a stretch on our family that we wouldn't be able to handle as good as we handled the first one year period in our Canadian life. But now the kids are bigger. <laughs> they Three months they... bigger? Uh, Four months bigger? Yeah, it's a that's, big that's, that's a big... <laughs> it is when they're young. It, it is. is yeah. It is. So we have uh, a few projects and ideas in mind. Yet to be announced so definitely we can we can hold some stuff back and have you back for another podcast when you're ready to uh discuss it okay before we get to rapid fire i have one more question for you what is your biggest piece of advice for anybody who is looking to come to campbell river on the pnp program don't do it if you have two kids under the age of two <laughs> that's that's a given yeah reach that's... out to the community there is an enormous amount of help there and everyone who can is willing to help. Even those are trying to help who cannot like just don't don't hold back. Don't try to solve things on your own when there are so many people out there who are willing to help you. I think that's uh, that definitely is do an extensive research. Yeah. Yeah. Do do have plans for everything. That would be my advice. So look into look into everything, every every little detail of your business plan 
nothing should be overlooked because what we faced in the first year, I think we ran into troubles where we didn't really expect to. Okay. And some other things were more easily or more easy that, that we have projected in our business plan, but don't overlook anything like, like, oh yeah, that's, that's like a day thing or two. There is no such thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's get into the rapid fire. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for rapid fire. There's two of you, so we're going to go back and forth between you. Gesa, what was your first job way back when? What was your first job? I was 13 when I started working at my dad's company, and I was responsible for delivering the invoices and mails to our customers in our hometown. And By bicycle. By bicycle. By bicycle, nice. 12 months a year. <laughs> and our winters are harsh. Yes. And Emma Oh, I'm answering the same question. Yes. I was a marketing analyst for Pernod Ricard. It's an alcohol distribution company, one of the biggest ones in the world. And if you were not doing your current job, if you were not running Freya, what would you be doing? Where? Here. In Canada? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not rapid. How, how about you, Emma What would you I, be doing? Well, there are two things either doing different projects but still be an entrepreneur just working on another industry other projects or going back to some kind of a corporate job and most potentially i would be working in a product management position okay i would probably do sales sales yeah okay i heard a little rumor that you also wanted to start an automotive shop maybe i don't have the we don't consider that a yeah. job <laughs> no, that's, that's, my that's more of a hobby <laughs> yeah. a you hobby. want a really good garage with uh, but, lots but of a cars. car salesman is is absolutely on the table oh, okay yeah. good to know what is your connection to campbell river we kind of discussed this because Sorry. you decided to move here from hungary and you fell in love with it based off of a youtube video cam yep okay Finish this sentence. A modern entrepreneur is... Where is the tile? I wanted to say flexible. And what is something no entrepreneur should be without? This will be cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a solid personal background. Like a, a family. I don't know how to say this in... Support in, in, system? Yeah. No. Your you other wanted half. to say your wife yeah. as the co-owner yeah, yeah, yeah. of your oh. company. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Okay, Amache, are you going to top that one? No, I can't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Very good. Having having a supportive partner, wife, is definitely um, definitely something I can see being an advantage, especially when you both are in it. And I'm sure that when you get home, you talk about the business. When you wake up, you talk about the business. That could probably be challenging sometimes, but at the same time, be a benefit. So thank you both so much for being with us. I have a feeling one day we will do a part two and we will chat more about Sounds like a plan. being an entrepreneur and future plans for growth or new businesses or that sort of a thing. But yeah, if you haven't checked out their croissants, Definitely go give them a try. Same with their coffee. It is the most amazing 
latte I have had since being in Belgium a number of years ago and not coffee in Belgium was what got me drinking coffee before that I never ever drank any and the fact that I can get that here in Campbell River on my lunch breaks is something absolutely special so thank you for coming and choosing Campbell River and uh, I will see you soon and hopefully all of our listeners will pop in and uh, give your croissants a try there's something special thank you thank you thanks for having us thanks for joining us on the modern entrepreneur podcast series for more information and to hear more visit campbellriver.ca